Hey, welcome to Lead a Life in Common. I'm Mary Bicknell, former psychotherapist and sales training turned business success coach for female entrepreneurs and business owners ready to jump off that plateau, my friends, smash through your income ceiling and simplify every single thing in your life and business so you can have some time back. Yeah. Remember that free time? That's why you started your business in the first place. So you could do all the other kind of cool stuff of life. So maybe you're here because you need to tweak your marketing, your selling or your offer. Maybe it's time to self-stop sabotaging, dump the fear, up-level your mindset, and allow yourself to make all the money you crave while living out your purpose. If you're ready to make everything simpler, get more productive, have more free time, and truly lead a life uncommon, this is your go-to podcast. Weekly biz bites, deep dives, and interviews will ensure you're going to get the answers. Ready? Let's go. Holy moly. We're at 100 episodes. Woo, woo. And the crowd cheers and everybody's holding their hands up. Yay. Thank you so much for being here over the last 100 episodes. So this episode today is all about answering some of your questions that you came, that you sent in. So thank you for sending questions in. I've kind of compiled them to be, you know, similar questions or categorical, right? So I put them together. Um, the first thing I want to do, though, is I want to share a little pivot, a little shift, a little change that you're going to be noticing. I'm adding back for you Monday Biz Bites. They're going to be a recording from my YouTube channel. So if you're not over on my YouTube channel, make sure you pop over there as well and subscribe. Now, look, I know we are all like we love one platform, but sometimes it's nice to see a video, right? Um, I'm in your ears right now as a podcast and... Sometimes I'll put these podcast videos over there. So Mondays, you're going to have like a little 10 minute, maybe once a month, a little longer um, deep dive or training, like action packed, boom, get it done Mondays. And then Wednesdays, you're going to have deeper dives. We're going to talk um, about different content, different strategies. And we're going to also bring back interviewing because I miss that. I know you miss that. And part of leading a life uncommon is recognizing that what's personal is universal. And I want to make sure that you are listening to other female entrepreneurs and business owners who have gone through the journey so that you can see that sometimes when you're thinking, oh my God, when you've hit the wall, when you've plateaued, when you've hit that income ceiling, or you're just like not sure sometimes that it's really important to hear other people tell the truth about what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And that's how I identify. I identify myself as an entrepreneur because one of the very first question is, why am I not a therapist anymore? So look, I moved out of the house before I graduated high school. And one of the things that I've always been is an entrepreneur. I've always been a risk taker when it comes to making money. And when I say risk taker, what I mean by that is I was willing to put myself out there, even in the face of fear, even when I was nervous, even if it was uncomfortable, even if I had to learn something new. And this whole time, that's really how I see myself. So it just happens, frankly, that I was a clinical social. It just happens that I have a couple of degrees in social work. Really, the reason I have those is because when the recession hit, when I was an interior designer, yes, I also have a degree in interior design. When the recession hit, I was at that time 
working or volunteering, excuse me, for the Maryland Food Bank in Annapolis at the Capitol. I was doing volunteer work with Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. And the recession hit. And frankly, nobody was really interested in caring about their like half bathroom and what kind of wallpaper to put up. Right. So that's the short of why I am not a therapist anymore. You know, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being in anything institutionalized, anything mandated, anything required, any boss. I like all of that. The reason I am my own boss is because I suck as an employee. No, actually I'm brilliant. I'm excellent as an employee, but I don't feel valued as an employee. Here's an example. I, I had this one job and I was doing um, medical home health in the inner city in Baltimore, you guys. Inner city. I could crank through, get all my, my clients seen and fill out all that paperwork. And I had extra hours. And I was told I had to stay at the office. And I was like, why? My work is done. Well, that's what you're going to do. So I'm just like not about other people telling me what the hell to do. Can you relate to that? Are you a little bit of a rebel? Are you a little bit of like, I like to call the shots kind of person. Are you that woman? That's then I'm your girl, right? I am your person. So as much as I loved helping people as a clinician, as a psychotherapist, as a home health, as a psych um, social worker, hospital social worker, I didn't manage care. Like I've done every single thing in that industry. That was great. That was fine for the time. But what I believe it really did is it set me up for the success of recognizing, no, I never want to do this again. So what happened is I had been, like I said, moved out before I graduated, was an entrepreneur, da, 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 da. And then I started doing interior design. And then I went back to school and got a BSW and MSW and ultimately my clinical license. And I thought, oh, this is going to give me some freedom. Part of the reason I wanted to be a social worker so I could skip around from job to job because that's not unusual because I get bored easily. But the bottom line is I am better at being my own boss. So when I started my online coaching business nine years this month, October, I started as a relationship coach because I wanted to have, I wanted everyone to be, feel loved. I wanted every woman to feel loved, honored, and adored every day. And it got to the point I was just sick of talking about it. I was sick of talking about relationships and, you know, my boyfriend's an asshole, et cetera. And what I really love to talk about is business and strategy and making money, because this is what I know to be true. When women make more money, you have more opportunities. You have more opportunities to have more free time. And time is my love language. Time is what I focus on. I am masterful on finding the quickest path to the goal. This is my brilliance around working with clients. I can take in reams of information, make an assessment and find the quickest path. What's your, what's the best offer for you? What's the best marketing? How can we, where can we find clients? Um, where are you holding yourself back? What's the story that you're telling? How can we bust through these things and how can we do it in quickly so that you can have more time? And frankly, more time, you want more time. What's required is more money, more money. Why? Because the more money that you have, the more time you can buy back. In other words, you're not cleaning your house. You're not, you know, you can hire the right people on your team. You shouldn't be doing everything as the CEO, as the visionary, as the leader of your own company. Doing everything is a sure sign of burnout and definitely income ceiling and stagnation. And so what I love to do is like, let's bust through that stuff and really get to 
where your brilliance is. Here's an example. One of my clients came to me, her name is Laura, and she came to me with two phones. She had four little kids. She's a consultant. And what happened is she worked over the four day Thanksgiving holiday. Why? She didn't have the right team in place. She didn't have great boundaries with clients. And she was, you know, and maybe this is you, you go, 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 go. And you've created some success, right? You're in the hundreds of thousands or more. You've created some great success. And then you're like, holy shit, you've hit a wall. And you don't know how to take your foot off the gas because you make all the money. Or if you take your foot off your glass, gas, where are the clients going to come from? <sighs> Saying all that, after she and I worked together, she had the right team. She got rid of one of her phones. She never again worked over a holiday weekend or frankly, even weekends. By the way, did I say she's not a brain surgeon? She's not a doctor. She doesn't need to work weekends. But there's fear, isn't there? Sometimes when we have a boundary with clients or we want to increase our rate or we want to shift offers or you name it. That's what I'm brilliant at. That's what I love. That's what gets me out of bed. That's what, oh, it's, I just love it. I could talk about this all day, as you know. Next question was, it is about my family. Uh, a little bit about my husband, a little bit about my daughter, our daughter, River. So we have a daughter. My husband's name is John. If you don't know already, we've been together over 18 years. We met on Match.com back in the day when um, people had flip phones, y'all. I think it was, maybe I actually had a Blackberry. Who remembers a Blackberry, right? Who remembers even what that is? Oh gosh. So it was back in the day when people said, holy crap, Mary, if you go on these dates on match.com, somebody's going to kill you, et cetera. You know, there was no Snapchat. There was no Instagram. There was none of the other methodologies that people find each other. Anyhow, he and I met and the very first date, it was like magic. It was like that, you know, thing that you hear about where there was an electricity and that was just like, my top of my lips sweated. And over the last 18 years, of course, we've had our ups and downs. He helps me in his, in my business. Some my business success has allowed him to start his own company. And, you know, our commitment to one another is to grow all together through the ups and downs of just being a freaking human being, right? Because as humans, we trigger each other and that's normal. And so we can be going along, humming along. Yay, life is great. And then something crazy happens, right? Something triggers you. And then before you know it, you're just like, um, you fall back into old patterns. Patterns and mindset and thinking is one of my passions, not just about helping you make money, but in order to make money, you have to bust through some of those things right? Your old patterns, your old habituation, creating new neuro pathways, neuroplasticity. Like how does your brain work? What are, what, how do you bust through? How do, what are your blind spots? So all of this stuff I apply to myself, work with clients. And of course with my husband, because we're committed to growing old and we're committed to having our daughter witness a loving relationship with two human beings coming together, growing in front of each other. So our daughter River is now driving. Oh, and it's a moment in my house, y'all. It's a moment in my house. And I'm sure those of you who have kids get it. It's like time went by freaking fast. 16 years old. What, what happened? Here's the good news. I am not one of these people that pine for, you know, history. I'm not like, oh my God, when she was three, that was my favorite time. I never think like that. 
I never think that the past was better than what the future holds. I want to offer that to you. Do you every day think the best is yet to come? Or or do you think, oh my God, when I was like, you know, 23, that was when I had a perfect butt. Like, where are you? Are you thinking about who you want to be in the future? How you want to show up? I am committed to demonstrating that to our daughter. I am committed to self-evaluation. I'm committed to conscious growth in my business and in my personal life. By the way, my business will only grow to the level in which I have personal development. Let me say that again. I can only help people to the level that I am personally growing. You know this logically. What you what has brought you here today is not going to take you to where you want to go the next big goal. So whatever goal you have today, you got to recalibrate for the next goal. And I love that process. Love, love, love that process. The next thing um, I was asked about was my um, telling that I am 18 years sober. So here's the truth. I don't talk a lot about my sobriety, partly because it's in the rear view mirror. And it's kind of what I just said. I don't really look back. I don't look back over life and I don't think, oh, how did I do that? And I'm none of that. I look for, I'm very forward focused, right? As a success coach, as a business coach, my job is to focus on the goal and find the quickest, easiest, simplest path there. Simplifying my clients' businesses so they get more time back is the whole bottom line for me. So I do that myself. So looking back and talking about drinking, frankly, the other thing too is it's like, Drinking was not the best time of my life. And when I first started my business, you know, I was a relationship, I call myself the relationship tour guide, right? I said that I was, um, did relationship coaching. And when I was talking about that, like I was single and I'd go out and I would drink and I drank too much and da, 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 da. I started attracting people who had substance issues. So here's the thing that I talk to my clients a lot about. Here's the here's why I adore business development. I love, love, love every facet of the seven pillars inside business coaching that I give to clients. Because every single thing, every single one of those things, you can, you can analyze and you can evaluate and then you can tweak it. And one of those is marketing. So here's the good news. If you're bringing in people and you're like, what am I saying that's attracting these people? Here's the good news. No, you don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to be like, oh my God, I suck at marketing. You could really say like, what are the words I'm saying? How am I showing up? What are the stories I'm saying? I talk about story selling. What, what am I doing to draw in this person who's on this sales call with me talking about stuff I realize I don't even want to talk about. That's kind of what happened with me. I started getting sales calls with people who were like, oh my God, I drink or oh my God, my boyfriend drinks. And I totally related to that story that you told about XYZ. And I thought, ah, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And so what happens is sometimes you just need to make a decision. What do, what is my calling? What is it that I want to talk about? Where am I of greatest service to people? And I started analyzing that and thinking I'm not of greatest service to people related to alcohol. But what I am brilliant at combining my sales background, my entrepreneurial background and my clinical background and understanding human behavior and psychology and mashing that all up so I can help women smash through 
the shit that's holding them back. And that's what I love to talk about. Plus two, you know, when you do that mindset work, when you help a woman become more confident, when she is personally growing, there's all kinds of intangibles that you can't even put on a sales page, right? It's like, this is what the result is going to be when you work with Mary Bicknell, X, Y, and Z. You're going to make more money. You're going to have more time. Everything's going to be simplified. Um, you're going to move through that income ceiling. We're jumping off the plateau. There's no more stuff, no more overwhelm. And you're going to have, you know, at least 10 hours back and on the path, double, triple, four X your income. Like that's what I talk about. That's like my, what I'm brilliant at. Some of the intangible, those are the tangible things. Some of the intangibles are things that you can't even like think about or you don't even realize. Like one of my clients came to me and she ended her marriage. That wasn't part of what we were discussing as far as business and success coaching, but she ended her marriage because she felt more confident to actually put her foot down and put boundaries up. I've had two clients actually that in the last, well, one like two weeks ago and one about two months ago, have told me that they lost all kinds of weight. One person said she lost 35 pounds. Another said she lost 40 pounds. That's not on the sales page. But what happens when you start loving yourself, committing to your highest and greatest self, being kind to your future self, having big goals and learning a process that I teach to walk the path to the goal. So that's why I don't talk about alcohol anymore because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about like how to have a better life by not drinking. I want to talk about like, get your life back, have more time. Let's simplify everything in your life. Make it easy. No more hard. Make a shit ton of money and go do the cool shit. That's what I want to talk about. I want you to talk about what you want to talk about in your business. That's what's going to pull you out of bed in those, on those days that it does feel harder, does feel challenging, or something didn't go quite right like you hoped or wanted or what have you. But to remind you, the good news is everything you can evaluate and everything is you can fix. Everything is fixable. That's what's so exciting. Finally, the question is about... How do I navigate some of the trauma that I've had in my life? I have put out bits and pieces, little tiny tasters, I guess, of different, besides moving out of the house before I graduated high school, which clearly states that things weren't great. There have been other things that I've mentioned periodically and people have grabbed onto them. And every now and again, just like when I asked for what are your questions, you've asked me. How have I navigated dealing with trauma? And have I been in therapy? And why do I love coaching? Love that question. So the difference to me between therapy and coaching, therapy is really the process of healing something that is negatively impacting or dysfunctional in your life. Maybe you have a diagnosis. My diagnosis, my, my therapist has given me is complex PTSD. And those of you who are listening, who I know are therapists are going to be like, oh my God, you know what that means. What that implies is a lot of shit happened. For those of you who are just, you know, business women and entrepreneurs and are not clinicians, what that means is, oh God, a lot of stuff happens. So this is why sometimes I have a line where I'm just like, hey, there's a moment where you have to pull up your big girl panties and recognize that even through trauma, that, that, that needs to be worked on. That needs to be healed because you can't use that as an excuse forever. 
I know that's harsh and it's true. You know it as well as I do that you've probably met people and what they're talking about is shit that happened forever ago and they're carrying that story with them. And so therefore that has become a rut in their brain. That neurotran that whole nervous system is is triggered on autopilot when something comes up and it will trigger this old story. It will trigger this old trauma and they haven't put into place mechanisms to stop that or at least become more aware or at least plan ahead. So the difference between therapy and coaching. So I, I, I have a life coach and I have a business coach because I'm not talking about the past stuff with them. I'm not in healing mode with them. What I am doing is I am um, working on stuff that comes up every day, like old habits. Why am I eating this thing? Or here's a thought that I had. I can't believe it. Here's an example, like celebrating making a million dollars. Like, why am I not celebrating making a million dollars? Most people never do that in their entire life, let alone in just a couple years. And what I learned, and maybe this is helpful for you, what I learned is sometimes I have these goals and I just push through to the next big goal. And I don't necessarily celebrate the steps along the way. Well, what's the problem with that? The problem becomes then nothing really is important, right? Because then what happens is you're just waiting for the next big thing to happen. You can't relish in the joy of what you created. It's hard to be proud of yourself when you're like, yeah, but that's great. I did that. But the next thing. So what I've really been working on with my life coach is really the act of feeling the feeling in my body of feeling proud of an accomplishment. And when my body is feeling that proud pride around what I've done, I can feel that feeling, that emotion, right? That's energy in motion. And, and that impacts my thinking and my thinking impacts my emotion. And I prove to my brain wow, you can really do this. Step-by-step step we celebrate and it's step-by-step step is easy. I do the simple steps. I celebrate now all the simple steps moving forward. And I've proven to my brain, oh my God, this shit is simple. This is easy. I, I'm do I've done the hard work years ago, <laughs> right? It's not a fluke to crank out a million bucks, guys. I know what the hell I'm doing. So while I can still have that big goal on the horizon that I'm walking toward daily, I can sit down and be like, yes, yes, girl, go for it or do a launch or assign a new client. You know, when I first started my business and I signed a client, I had this dance that I would walk through the house and I would walk by my family and I would high kick and I'd be like, yes. And I'd be celebrating the opportunity to work with a client and the honor to be able to do that work with people because it's intimate. I don't take it lightly. Guess what I still do? I still do that. I still do that because I love that relationship. So that's why I still am seeing, you know, I'm still doing therapy every now and again. MDR, I have a great therapist. And I still daily, or not daily, excuse me, weekly have my business coach and my life coach. And I always will because I know and value somebody shining a light on the shit I can't see. 
And lastly, and I'll end with this, I would be a big fat hypocrite, wouldn't I? If I was talking to you about let me be your business and success coach, and I didn't have my own, my friends. To me, that like that's a something that just kind of grates me. Because I value time. And my coaches collapse time for me because then when they can shine a light on one of my blind spots, something I can't see, or they help me work through it, I save so much time. I don't want to figure it out. Why would I not invest or my business coach who is $10 million plus working on $20 million a year? Why would I not invest in working with somebody who can save me time figuring shit out? I don't have to figure it all out. I much rather invest. And that's the thing. Wealthy people, we invest to save time. We are willing to pay someone who has an answer now than spinning out and trying to figure it out on our own. I've lost the ego around, oh, I can figure it out on my own, or the like middle class mindset of like, if you, if you should be able to do it on your, you should be able to like do it yourself. You don't hire people for what you can do. That's just bullshit, stupid thinking. It's just really, it's, it's, it's come to me that it's, it's just like, I, I look at it and I'm like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. I want to save time. Time's going to get me more time. Saving time's going to help me make more money. Saving time is going to help me impact the world more. Saving time is going to allow me to be better for my own clients. Saving time, like learning all of these things means I can bring to my clients an elevated experience. The more I know, the more I've coached, the more I've broken through, I can then pass things on to my own clients in a different way. And that's what they're investing with me with, right? They want to be able to make more money, save time, feel better, get through their fears and their mindset stuff. They want to learn how to hire the right people. They want to get unstuck and off a plateau and get their freaking life back. And if they knew how already to simplify everything, guess what? They already would have. I'm going to offer that's the same with your clients right? We get on an enrollment call, a sales call, whatever you want to call it, call. And those people are on a call because they want help. They want help. And guess what? Your job and my job is to say, I can help you. And then sign them, enroll them and start working with them. Because my friends, if those people, your ideal client, your best client, if they could have figured it out, they would. So keep an ear out between the my YouTube channel and this podcast on all things around mindset, marketing, selling, speaking, personal development, um, interviews, all the things to help you create a big, bold life in biz, because my friends, you deserve to lead a life uncommon. So thank you for celebrating with me this hundred episode. And I am thrilled out of my mind to be a part of your journey. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Hey, hey, I've got something special for you um, to get you back some of your time to have an actual plan. Pop over to marybicknell.com slash freebie. And the link is also in the show notes. Grab your blind spot breakthrough training. So this is an actual training that I recorded live in one of my programs. And what we're going to do is I'm going to help you bust through 
five blind spots that keep you from having every single thing that you want in your life and your business. You're going to work through these things. You're going to have ahas. You're going to learn what triggers these blind spots to show up. And we're going to create a plan to help you stop doing those things. So make sure when you're done, you send me an email and you let me know all your ahas. And I'll see you on the inside. Oh, wait, don't forget, leave a comment and a five-star rating. And I'll talk to you soon.